to have you along for the ride. You know, with Title 42 going away last night, I was watching Hannity, my friend Sean, and I see pop on there my friend Sarah Carter, who might be the hardest working journalist on the entire planet, who I know is in like Hungary the other day for some reason, and now was in uh, right at the border last night as the Title 42 um, provision put in place by Trump went away. Uh, and she's on the, the line with us now. Sarah, I don't even know where you are right now, but thank you for making the time. How are you? Oh, I am. I'm in Texas. I'm on my way back okay. to Hill Country from the border, but I was in Brownsville for the last three days, which was absolutely again incredible. Every time I go to the border, I think it can't get worse, and it does. Uh, so I, I spend a lot of time on the road, Joe, as you well know. Yeah, on the road. I wish I could. I wish we could see each other's faces, but I know this service out here is a little bit choppy, and so yeah. we don't ever really get a chance to to do that but it's a it's beautiful country unfortunately we're we're being led by by somebody who doesn't feel the same way well i agree with you and i'm glad that you said it that way because you've got people like kareem jean pierre lying every single day about what's happening on the border and then you've got mayorkas who is like baghdad bob it's unbelievable biden doesn't know what he's doing and the borders are kamala harris has been to nine miles from the border in el paso once that's it so You've seen it bird's eye view. You've been there on the ground even um, many times. Sarah, what happened last night? What did you see? Oh, well, across the river, um, let's just start with that. Across the river, you can see the encampments in Mexico and Matamoros where thousands, more than 22,000 actually in Matamoros, Mexico, people are camped out, ready to enter at just that one crossing point along the Rio Grande River in what they call RGV, which is the Rio Grande Valley, you know, here in Texas. And what has happened is Governor Greg Abbott has put all of the resources that he can right now in trying to stop that flow from coming in. There's twofold issue here. They've known this is going to happen for a long time. We've seen the flows for a long time. Thousands of people, numbers that we have never seen in the past, just daily pouring in. So Governor Abbott then put the National Guard on the border. They're putting out the concertina wire. They're trying to put out the razor wire. They're trying to stop not the flows from coming in. What they're, they're trying to do that, but what they're trying to do is get them to move to the ports of entry. And I think a lot of people have been watching what's happening in El Paso. And it's a very tense situation now because you have so many people moving through and the, the ability for our law enforcement officials, especially Border Patrol, as well as, uh, you know, Texas DPS and others, to keep those people back is actually is actually reaching an apex, which is the reason why yesterday we had, the for the first time, and I've never seen this before, and I, I can't say this is the first time in U.S. history, because the Brigadier General who was out there for the National Guard, Brigadier General Barker, um, had issued the edict along with uh, Governor Abbott to send out what they call the quick uh, reaction team. It's like a fast team, QRS, right. which are going to be assisting uh, our Texas uh, DPS out on the border in case of any criminal activity. And then late last night, what we saw were people trickling in through the areas that were still wide open, coming down. I was down there with uh, Lawrence Jones, uh, Bill Malusian, was always down at the border and others, but I was down there and I, I saw some way, we were there with Senator Cruz, um, 
Senator Bud, uh, Senator Marshall. And I want to go back to Senator Bud for a second because I saw you interviewing him. Is it true that somebody from the federal government told you not to point your camera a certain way? Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely true. What had happened was I was with the Codell. I was with Senator Bud. We got out of the vehicle. The Border Patrol was trying to process by order of DHS is what our sources told us, trying to process the hundreds of people that they had at this one point um, along the river. And that's where the senators were heading. So they were moving as fast as they could to get people on buses and get them away before we arrived there. The media was there. I was there, yes. And the senators, when the senator came out of the bus, I said, let's go do the interview. Let's do it right here so America can see all these people lining up and being processed, being put on the buses. And when I was doing the interview, a Border Patrol official came up to one of the uh, aides for the senator and was saying they need to turn around. They can't have the cameras facing the migrants, the illegal immigrants that are coming in. Um, I continued to do the interview, right. and then they asked if I would ask the same questions again away from the migrants. So I said, yeah, I'm going to ask. I'll ask them again if you want me to. I would normally do that. In- right. It's, uh, it's spotty cell service again. Public. And again, it's uh, Sarah Carter. You see her on Fox all the time. Great friend of mine. Incredible independent journalist. We lost her for a second. We got the gist of it, though, and I want to continue with that. Um, first of all, they have no right to tell you not to take shots that way, unless they're claiming that you're putting children's faces on the news, which you probably weren't going to do. Right. You would just see a massive humanity no. back there. But let me go back to something you said. In Brownsville, twenty-two to 25,000 were waiting last night. In El Paso, I heard the number was thirty to 40,000. There, are there thousands waiting or were there, because they're probably in now, in Del Rio, in McAllen, in, uh, in Laredo? Or were there thousands at every place that we could mention? Absolutely. In fact, what the estimates were, and I think these are low-balling them right now along the border, over 170,000. Oh, wow. wow. So I want you to think about that. And then we're looking at maybe more than 400,000 as the month proceeds. I think we're going to have more numbers than we had last year. I actually have those numbers right in front of me. We're looking at by the end of the Biden administration right now, and this is according to the most current data, over 8 million. Right now, we have over 5 million that have entered the country, um, over 1,300,000 in 2021. 2,378,000 Two million three hundred seventy-eight thousand plus in 2022, and right now in 2023 we've got one million two hundred twenty-three thousand plus already in the country. And now without Title 42, and that was interesting because the migrants that I would run into, they were all talking about Title 42. They were all saying that this is because of President Biden because he wants them here. Um, another really interesting fact is that it's being pushed not only on social media, like come to America, the doors are wide open with the human traffickers and the drug cartels, but you have Univision and other stations in Latin America, in Central, you know, in Central America, in Mexico, South America, um, also pushing that, that the border is open. So pretty much the entire world understands that the Biden administration is leaving the border wide open, and by the way, our president is putting everyone's life at risk. I couldn't agree by more. It's, it's Sarah Carter. Go to it's sarahccarter.com, right? Yes, go to sarahacarter.com. A Carter. Sarahacarter.com. Yeah, sarahacarter.com. Yes. 
Uh, so so go, go there. I want to go back to something you said a minute ago where Abbott has sent uh, the, the DPS, National Guard, everybody else down there. I don't think they have any enforcement ability, which is really stupid. If you're going to send them, actually arrest people and turn them south and say, oh, you got to head south, you can't stay here. And I think you have the ability to do that by the Constitution because we're being invaded. Having said that, you mentioned that they're, they're laying down razor wire. And the reason why they're doing that is to direct people to ports of entry. For years now, the left has lied and said that people like Donald Trump or people like me want to build walls and stop people from coming in, period. That's not true. The walls would be where where the gates aren't. And then there would be gates to come into a proper port of entry. So why is that so controversial that we would have some sort of a, it's almost like the wall at our house. If you invite me over, Sarah, I'm going to go through the front door. I'm not going to jump in the window. So uh, there are walls there to direct you to the main place where you, you come in, the entrance or the exit. Why is that so controversial, do you think? Oh, it shouldn't be controversial at all. I mean, there's just no other way to handle this situation. And this should be a bipartisan issue. I yes. say this over and over again, and it's not. You know, if you really care about the migrants, if you really care about the American people and the fact that we are losing, we are losing over 100,000 people a year to, you know, counterfeit pills and poisoning and fentanyl yes. and that children are being raped and brutalized and women as well and men, you know, on these journeys, then we should be working together to put a stop to it. And that means actually following the law. And it's not just Governor Greg Abbott who said, you know, we've got to figure out a way to do this. But it cracked me up. You know, when I saw that um, New York Governor Hochul, you know, just issued emergency orders because of Title 42 and began busing migrants to the suburbs and then putting up herself, getting the National Guard out on the border in New York State. So Sarah, they have they have 50,000 there. They have 50,000 in New York. Absolutely right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's 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 lunacy. It's absolute lunacy. And then you have the National Guard. And Joe, you brought up such a great point. It's like, how do they defend themselves? You know, we train our troops to defend our nation, to fight our nation, fight for our nation and fight an enemy. That is what we train them to do. They are not supposed to be paper pushers and standing on a border without any weapons on them, you know, exposing themselves to potential harm and then, you know, and putting their their lives in danger if they don't have uh, the ability to defend themselves properly as well. And that's another issue that we should all be talking about. It's uh, Sarah Carter. Go to sarahacarter.com is her website. Follow her everywhere on social media. You see her on Fox all the time. She's on the way back from the border. She's in Texas. And uh, we just just saw it uh, firsthand, what's happening at the border. You speak Spanish, and I know that you talk to to illegal aliens that are coming in. What do they think is coming? Because I I get the feeling they think they're going to be awarded with a house and a car and and, and, and a place in the suburbs. This is going to be a rough life once they get here. You're absolutely right. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is what I do when I talk to them um, all the time is my question. You know, and I see them on the streets in Brownsville. In Brownsville, I'm out there asking them questions. They tell me I've just been let go. I thought that we were going to get assistance. Uh, There is no assistance for us. I say, well, what do you plan on doing? Where do you plan on going? They say, I'm trying to reach friends. I'm trying to reach people back home. We have no money. A lot of the people that eventually make their way into the United States have been robbed of everything before they even reach our border. Many of them are looking at years and years of indentured servitude to the cartels that have brought them in. 
Um, when I was in Brownsville yesterday, I was talking to Venezuelans who were telling me that as they made their way through the Darien Gap, uh, some of the children there, this is in Panama, one of the most dangerous places in right. the world, and they've got to make that journey through there. Some of the children that, was, that were with them were killed. Uh, women were raped. Wow. It is becoming, again, extremely dangerous. So they hear this one message is what they're getting from the White House and this administration that we're overturning everything Trump did. We're, we're going to process people into the country. This is a humanitarian effort. And then they get here and they're thrown out on the streets. They're left with nothing. They're hungry. They can't find showers. They can't find a place to sleep. They're panhandling on the corners. And then you have the citizens of these communities, you know, these great communities saying, well, we have a business here and I can't have people loitering in front of my business and I don't know who this person is. Right. Then you have residents that are concerned that, you know, they're going to be robbed um, because it's just a chaotic situation. And how do you expect people to enter the country, have absolutely nowhere to go, sleep on the streets, and it's just a compilement of problems and chaos? Well, and- ob- obviously they were lied to by the cartels on the way here just to make the money. But you mentioned endangered servitude, which is so important. I talked to my friend Victor Avila the other day. I think you know Victor. Oh, great guy. Victor's great. Yeah, he's amazing. And, and he said that the, invent- the endangered servants owe uh, $8,000, $10,000 to the cartel, and they have to pay it back 1000 a month. Now, these people aren't coming here with jobs, and he actually asked one of these illegal aliens who was going to Chicago, I think, what are you going to do to make 1000 a month? He said, whatever I have to do, I'll steal, I'll, I'll rob, I'll, I'll do anything I have to do, because if I don't pay them 1000 a month, they're going to kill my dad back in Mexico. Absolutely, and he is 100% right. I have spoken to even when I traveled into Guatemala or El Salvador, I've spoken to people that have actually returned because of the horror that they faced when they got here. So imagine you are coming to America because you want to be in the land of free. You're hearing all these wonderful stories about America, but then they're lying to you. They're bringing you here illegally. You're going to live in the shadows. Some of the women get sold. Um, into these uh, these uh, sex uh, trafficker yeah. operations where they're held in back rooms, even here in Texas and Houston and other places, which are hubs for human trafficking. These women are tied down. They're forced to have sex with strangers. So and sick. by the way, they don't release them. They're not just going to say, hey, you paid it off. They are making them work continuously and they own them and they own these children and they own these women and this is the danger that we are putting these people in and for us to say uh well we care about them we there should be no borders well no there has to be rules you remember joe when i was talking to you about my book joining the amazing club awesome sauce and, and why that was important why rules are important because rules are there just like victor said Rules are there to protect yeah. all of us. Uh, and 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 protect, it's, it's exactly right. But, protect but, them as well. But then you've got the minority leader in the House of Representatives, Hakeem Jeffries, literally oh, saying, Jeffries. he's saying that people like you and me, we're making it up. It's a fictional problem at the border that doesn't really exist, and it makes me sick. But the good news is, I had Chip Roy on yesterday, they did pass in the House of Representatives something that would shut down the border almost immediately. Uh, did you talk to Bud or Cruz or anybody else about that? Will this be even be presented in the Senate, this move that the House made? 
I think there's a lot of concern that, um, yes, it will be presented in the Senate, but I, I do believe there's a lot of concern that the Democrats are not going to move forward with it. Wow. That it's not going to actually, yeah, you would think it would be a bipartisan effort. Yes. You would think this would be something that everybody should be on board with. I know when I was out there with Senator Cruz and Senator Budd, and I, I mean, just amazing, amazing human beings that yes. they are. They were out there really fighting the fight. And and they, I asked Senator Cruz that in particular. I said, hey, Senator Cruz, in the end, what's going to happen in 2024 if we put a Republican in office? I yeah. mean, what can we do to stop this, to permanently stop the cartels, the human traffickers, to work with our partners in the Western Hemisphere, to at least make it hurt, right? They need to hurt. Yes. We need to, uh, like I said, Pablo Escobar, what happened with Pablo Escobar in Colombia needs to happen across the board with Mexico and every other uh, nation that is harboring these terrorist cartels. And he said it's going to require somebody in office that is willing to take that fight to them, somebody in office that is willing to do what's necessary to stop it. He believes that really will be the only way. And you have no idea how you undo the, the damage that will be done between now and then. Sarah, incredible right. reporting, incredible job. Thank you so much for making time today. I know that you're going crazy all around the world, and uh, making time for my show really, really is uh, it's very important to me. Thank you. I appreciate you doing it. Be safe getting home, okay? Great show. You're a great friend, Joe. Thank you for all you do, too, and I sure will. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. appreciate you stopping by. We definitely appreciate Sarah Carter, who is on the road. That's why they sell the cell connection with Spotty. Just for those of you who, who want to know, I like having Sarah on where we can see her as well. And we tried it, but uh, the Skype and the FaceTime, it wasn't going to work because she was out in the middle of nowhere. Texas is a vast place, and she was in places where there wasn't very good service. Great information, however. Next hour, it'll be Rudy Giuliani. Going to break down what he knows, what he's always known for the past several years about the Biden family and the crime implications. That and a whole lot more on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.